business. Back in business. We're back. You know what we're doing? Fucking around. Find out. Find <laughs> <laughs> Fuck around. Find out. Go oh. on. Go on. Click on the podcast. Got two fists right here, Phil. Go on. Pick one. Go pick one. Pick one. Pick the left one. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm right-handed, so how about you pick the other one? <laughs> you were just hanging out with uh, with Paul Thomas Anderson. Yeah, and that's what day. I did to him. And I that's what you ran did, ran up right? to him, and I was like, hey, Paul, I got two fifths for you right here. Got my Jack Johnson and John Jackson. Pick one. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck around and find out, Mr. PTA. Big <laughs> Mr. shot. Mr. Pete the man. Mr. Big shot director <laughs> man. Mr. Big shot. Mr. I know Daniel Day Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. How was that? It was good. It was good. <laughs> good. I came. I started too hard coming yeah. coming down. Way it too was hard. okay. It was okay. I would. This is the second time I've met PTA, mm-hmm. and I was very nervous. Cause I felt like I made I made a bit of a fool of myself last time. <laughs> Cause I kind of I chased him down and like forced him to take one of my flyers. Yeah. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I told the story on on the show. Yeah. But this time was kind of similar, but not as bad. <laughs> like, sir, could you please read my script? Could yeah, you read sir? my script and critique hey. it? Yeah. Hey, fuck around, find out. <laughs> find out. I got two hands. Pick one. One's my well, script. One. The other's my script. <laughs> <laughs> take one. You put two hands out for me. I take hope they one. got money in them. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, he's very nice. And I mean, I appreciate PTA rocked up with like no entourage, you know? Oh, yeah, like yeah. He, ju- he just showed up and he fucking hanged out in the bar and I come down and like, there's not much for me to do. There's not much. I don't really have an excuse to like hang around and talk with him, but I'll I'll go down and I'll just be like, hey, I'm managing. Are you good? Do you want anything? And he'll, you know, I'll get him a drink and like that's it. I don't need to speak to him until I get him on stage. Yeah, and that's it. Now, was he sol? He was solo. It was just him, and then whoever was comparing, right? Yeah, well, te- we had two hosts, but yes, he, we had a guy from like. Oh, yeah, Robbie Cullen was one, right? Yeah, yeah. who introduced them. Yeah. And then we had another guy who was actually hosting the Q&A, uh, Hanif Qureshi, I believe, the yeah. guy who wrote My Beautiful Laundrette, yeah. I believe. Yeah, he was doing the Q&A with PTA. I was asking that because something has just come my way. As you're telling the story, which is very fucking weird, uh, there was something that I knew possibly could be happening. This is at a quarter past six on Friday evening, the 25th of February that we're recording this. And uh, I got a message with a photo from Paul. Shout out, Paul. Uh, I think I know what this is, but I don't want to say. It's fine. It's already happened by the time yeah. people have listened to this. Um, so anyone who was at, uh, if you were one of the lucky listeners, who just serendipitously happened to be at this exact screening of Licorice Pizza tonight. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah someone yeah. very special came to say hi. And the reason why I was asking... If they were alone, because look at this photo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There they so, are. I just literally got a message from Dusty not too long ago saying she they came in and she was hanging out with them. Yeah, so it's Mr. Uh, Paul Thomas Anderson and, and Alana, Heim. Alana Heim yeah. together. Uh, together they again. Must have said hi to the audience tonight. So that's really cool. Yeah, it's cool. The first time I got, I got to meet her the first time um, he came. Yep. for Licorice Pizza and she was lovely it was her and uh, Danielle I believe as well from Heim nice um, they were really nice um, this time it was just PTA but again 
and with the help of Paul, shout out Paul, mm-hmm. our Paul, not this Paul, <laughs> the real Paul. Um, you know, he talking with PTA and so I just sort of latched onto him. And then like when they were outside taking pictures, saying bye, I could just sneak in and gave him my flyer again. <laughs> <laughs> but this time we actually like, t- he like heard what I was saying yeah. and like, you know, I spoke to him a little bit about the film. And I was like, oh, I'm making a thing. I'm shooting in May. It's called The Regular. And he laughed at the title. And I will forever remember that. Nice. That's, 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 he's, I'll, a, I'll, he's a good I'll boy. keep that. He's a good boy. It's always awkward with like celebrity. He's yeah. not awkward, but I made it awkward because oh, yeah. I, I think he's fucking amazing. And you know, mm-hmm. and if you've listened to this podcast and Anderson versus Anderson, yeah. PTA, it's fucking incredible. So like, it, it's very strange, but like I'm making it awkward. He he's <laughs> cool, you know. He's cool as a fucking cucumber, but I'm yeah. just like, oh, yeah. you, you made you made the master. Oh, you made the army blood. Like how the fuck? And now you're just standing next to me. Like that shouldn't happen. It happens to all of us, Phil. Like you know, I've I talked to Bruce Campbell. That was fucking weird. And mm. uh, you were there with me when I was talking to Kevin Smith. And if you just. <laughs> You can yeah. go back and listen to that Kevin Smith interview, and there's a moment where I asked Kevin Smith about wrestling and him being involved in wrestling, and just the way my like flutter of excitement <laughs> of being able to ask Kevin Smith the dumbest question about like like but oh, he loved it. You, you like you know like we're big fans of wrestling, myself and Phil, and and also like you know you were on wrestling, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and it's just like this horrible fucking moment where I'm just like oh god, like when I hear that back, I'm like. Ugh. <laughs> I can, I can hear it like. <laughs> well, you can hear me like, vid, like probably like, physically shaking because we're running like twenty yep. minutes late for the fucking show. That was He's like, yep, spot. yep, <laughs> yep, yeah, no, because he, yeah, but he was a great talking person. He just talked, yeah, and he loved that question. He like went off on one. It was really nice. Gave you like a real answer. Went way off. All right, well, Phil, you're sitting here talking about you know one of your favorite directors of all time, right? So Paul Thomas Anderson. Uh, you know, and we were just talking about Kevin Smith. I'm sure he's up there as well. I read your script. Uh, I know what it's all about. Phil's got a script mm-hmm. out there. Um, so yeah, it's it's vibes. It's in those vibes. Um, <laughs> vibe. Call it vibe. Phil, <laughs> have you ever wanted to change bodies with someone? Like maybe changing <laughs> bodies with one of these famous directors that have had it all? Or are you more so like I want to go my own path and make my own thing? Or or would you like to just jump right in? Just like, dude, I could just make movies. That's what I do. Just jump, jump right in. Take the easy way out. Shortcut. <laughs> I've learned nothing from these movies. I just want to wake up one day and be rich. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I want. Yeah. I'm not asking for much. God damn it. It would certainly take a little bit of the, you know, the edge off. Who doesn't want to wake up like and be like really successful and be hanging out with like fucking different movie, but Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. Like, you know, like this one's different. Like, but, you know. and the thing is, like, you could easily, like, go and talk to someone who you don't like, but because <laughs> you have the power of being a famous person who's rich and, or, or whatever, you know, like, I don't know how fucking rich PTA is. I'm sure he's doing all right. Uh, <laughs> but, like, to go talk to someone you don't like and tell them to fuck off because <laughs> you have access to them. That's, like, that's... That would be mm. That's what all I would do, really, is like <laughs> use that power to like meet people. I'd like yeah. call up Adam Sandler and hang out, and I'd call up you know 
Tom Cruise, Tom to fuck off. Yeah. And then I would change back and just watch yeah. what happened. Yeah, he'd like you know? call up call up uh Quentin Tarantino. Be like, Quentin is Paul Thomas Anderson here. I'd like to uh, you wanna get some lunch or something? And he's like, Yeah, sure, Paul, yeah. let's let's have some lunch. And then you meet him and you're like, You really like those feet, don't you? You like those <laughs> like, feet. What you, What's up what with the feet, about? man? I've, Quentin, I've known you for you know twenty years now. I've never it's just me. I've never talked about it. It's just me. What's up with the feet? <laughs> You want, you want to take a bump? Hey, Quinn. Hey, Quinn is Paul here. Hey, Quinn. Hey, Quinn is Paul here. I could call you Quinn, right? We've yeah. been friends long enough. It's Paul. It's Paulie. Yeah, I know I'm not talking out. the way fuck I normally around, talk. Fuck around, find out. Fuck around, find out. Well, Phil, the reason why I was asking about changing bodies is because, you know, we've only just gotten back into our own mortal bodies. And after, you know, some demons were masquerading around in ours while we told away in hell. Well, you know, Phil and I, we've been asking ourselves what it would be like to live in someone else's skin. Like the great duo that was Troy and Abed, who pretended to <laughs> be each other just so they can get out of responsibilities, or the gang who were electrocuted and woke up in a fever dream as African-Americans or as the cast from The Wiz or Quantum Leap? <laughs> I don't know. What are the rules? Over the next four weeks, Phil and myself will traverse through a handful of body swap films as we try to figure out what are the rules? What are the rules? So this week, we decided to kick things off with one of the best, most notorious, and probably the body swap film with the most versions. Bill and I decided to get some Chinese food, and we got into an argument over the bill and how that bill was going to be split. And I told Phil, I didn't eat any orange chicken, and I do not like orange chicken, so why would I pay <laughs> for orange chicken? I do not like my chicken with orange on it. Oh, a fortune cookie. Oh, I'm gonna open it up. Oh, give me, give me half of that. Give see, me half of that. Here you go. Mate. All right. Let's read what the fortune says. Oh, huh. Phil. It says, uh, "What film are we talking about this week?" <laughs> Motherfucker had props and shit. <laughs> Fucking radio show. <laughs> Oh, um, you think you can make movies, huh? Uh, fuck around, find out. <laughs> <laughs> you know what day it is. You know what time it is. It's time to get freaky. You know what I did this Friday. I freaked it. I freaked it. Uh, a freaky Friday. Anna, honey, wake up. Oh, <laughs> I have had it. I'm ready. For the Coleman family, Mondays are manic. Bye, honey. Make good choices. Wednesdays are wild. And for Anna and Tess, there's never enough time to really understand each other. What? Time's up. It's after six. But 
on Friday. You think my life is perfect? You couldn't last one day in my high school. Okay. That's all about to change. Because things are going to get a little freaky. Why am I in Anna's room? This isn't mine. Those aren't mine. That's definitely not mine. Walt Disney Pictures presents... So, you're in my body and I'm in your body. I'm old! I beg your pardon? Oh, I'm like the Crypt Keeper! Freaky Friday. Why don't we like... Yes, a jolt! Go! Dr. Tess Coleman, played by Jamie Lee Curtis, and her 15-year-old daughter, Anna, played by Lindsay Lohan. It's Lohan, not Lohan. That's the thing on the internet. I don't know if you saw that video. She joined TikTok. I'm not on TikTok, bro. I'm 28-year-old man. You don't have to be on TikTok. It was making the rounds. Because I'm not like, on TikTok. It was it thing. was one of the big things recently that like everyone realized that they said Lindsay Lohan's name wrong all these years because she's joined TikTok and she did a video where she was like, hi, everybody, it's Lindsay Lohan and I'm on TikTok now. And everybody's like, dude, I thought your name was Lohan. Lohan, <laughs> Lindsay Lohan. Lohan. And it's like, no, nah, dude, it's Lohan. Sultan. <laughs> okay. All right. You Lohan. know, like, I, pr- I appreciate you telling me and like, you yes. know, it's always, it's always good to receive new information and, you know, like, I want to better myself and I want to be correct. But I don't off. care. I don't care. <laughs> I'm <laughs> not going to say that. I because don't It's care. been too long. Like, it's just, it's the time thing, dude. Yeah. It's been too long. I've <laughs> always known her as Lohan. Yeah. And it's just too late now. Yeah. She could start every TikTok with I'm Lindsay Lohan and I'd be like, oh, it's Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> it's too late for her. It's too it's like, late. It, it's like, yeah, it's Lindsay Lohan. It's Macklemore. It's not Macklemore. Never going to change yeah. that. And it's, um, it's, it's Haim, not Haim. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and it's uh, Bon Iver, not Bon Iver. Yeah. I don't care. These are the way way to pronounce it. What's next? What's next? What's next? You know? Mr. Fooster. (laughs) 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 All right. So Dr. Tess Coleman and her 15-year-old daughter, Anna, don't see eye to eye on clothes, hair, music, and certainly not each other's taste in men. One Thursday evening, their disagreements reach a fever pitch. Anna is incensed that her mother doesn't support her musical aspirations, and Tess, a widow about to remarry, can't see why Anna won't give her fiancé a break. Everything soon changes when two identical Chinese fortune cookies cause a little mystic mayhem. The next morning, their Friday gets freaky when Tess and Anna find themselves inside the wrong bodies. As they literally walk a mile in each other's shoes, they gain a little newfound respect for each other's point of view. But with Tessa's wedding coming on Saturday, and the two have to find a way to switch back. And fast! It's the 2003 body-swapping fantasy comedy directed by Mean Girls director Mark Waters, a year before he did Mean Girls, and written by (coughs) Heather Hawk and Leslie Dixon. Hot takes out the gate, Phil. Freaky Friday, 2003. I don't know. This is the same guy who did Mean Girls. I didn't um, either till I was doing this, and I was like, dude, this has Mean Girl vibes. Mad like, Mean Girl vibes. But better. I, 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 know, I am This is better than Mean Girl? I am H-O. This is my Lindsay Lyon film. I am H-O. Freaky Friday, you're saying better than... I love it, dude. This is better so than Mean Girl. Yeah. Mean Girls, I, is it, like, I think it's because I, I didn't see Mean Girls until like a lot later. Until a lot later. 
Like until Fair I enough. worked at the cinema, to be honest. Fair enough. I was too busy at that point. I wasn't watching like, you know, popular movies. I was watching old shit. You know, mm. I probably dismissed mm. Mean Girls because it was like popular culture. The Freaky Friday, you, know? you were down. Well, I was a year younger. You know, you, you, I was that was my year. I went into high school, so it was like before oh. I really start to hang out with people who would influence. You know how it is when you get into high school, you start hanging out with people that influence like the rest of how you your whole life sort of. For sure, yeah, so, yeah. Parked at a certain point, you know, and you probably start hanging out with people that are like, fuck Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> if yeah. not Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, Freaky anyway, Friday. Freaky Friday. Freaky Friday, I feel similarly about Mean Girls. It's one of those films that it's better than it have any right to be. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's, so it's, it's so fucking good. ridiculous, like, yeah. movie. I mean, and it's a remake. It's Way better than the original. Yeah. Easily. One of those weird remakes that are actually like better than the original. And it's also one of those weird actually stories mm. that lends itself to being remade over and over again. And you can never really get that upset about it because it's For just sure. a body swap movie. So it's like it's an easy story to kind of just do in any kind of context. And you can never really be too upset. I mean, that's something I actually wanted to ask you. I mean, you cut this out. Like, do you have like an origin of the body swap movie? Because I would like to know when the first one was. Like, who had the right to the body swap? Because it seems like, <laughs> you know, like next week's movie, that's essentially a remake of another movie that yeah. we're going to do in the season. But I'm like, isn't it though? Because it's just the idea. That movie doesn't own the idea. Yeah. So I would, I was like, where did they even come from? Like, What's the first one that we just keep remaking over and over? Isn't it Freaky Friday? It's kind of Freaky Friday. But also, I have a theory that Disney has, like, it's almost like the Spider-Man thing in Sony. Mm. Or, like, you know, Fox and the Fantastic Four. It's like, you have the rights to it, Mm. but you just keep making movies so that you can retain the rights. You can keep the rights, yeah, and then you're good. (laughs) I don't know if that's the case with Freaky Friday, but there certainly are a number of versions of it. It's like Herbie. Yeah, <laughs> they kept making fucking Herbie. No one movie. wants another Herbie movie. And again, the best reason. one, <laughs> best one is the one with Lindsay Lohan, fully loaded. Yeah. Justin Long. Well, Fuck Lindsay around Lohan. and find out. We'll, we'll talk about Lindsay Lohan. In a bit. But yeah, oh, it's gonna this 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 is segueing into our Lindsay Lohan season. Just so you know. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I think some people would be very happy for that. I'm willing to go out on a limb and say that Claire, our you know good friend Claire, yeah, long time long time listener would be fucking well up for that. Yeah, I have a feeling that she would be too. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'd be down to a certain extent. I don't know how far you take it. But like, yeah, Lindsay Lohan was like such an important part of like my childhood. She did fucking everything, dude. And then she kind of disappeared. And again, one of the things, you know, like younger stars sort of getting swallowed by Hollywood. Exactly. And I I really hate that. Like Mm. she went the way of like Britney and stuff. Um, but she's lucky she's still around. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, Freaky Friday is stupid and silly and, you know, like just but a perfect like family movie and a really good body swap movie. Yeah. Like again, bolstered by two very good leads, both playing against type, both having so much fun, especially yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis. I don't know if this was like, Cause I know she never sort of disappeared or anything. I she's done big movies in every fucking you know decade she'd been in. But I feel like this was when I was like she sort of for me she sort of came back into the public conversation, even though she had done like H two O and shit. Yeah. 
but like maybe at least transitioning into kind of she did a lot of like family comedies like Christmas with the Cranks and stuff. Mm-hmm. She started doing a lot of that. Um, but this she no, oh, she's my favorite part of this movie. Absolutely. That and Lindsay Lohan band. Yeah, yeah, obviously yeah. that have yeah. one. We'll, we'll talk amazing about them. Song. <laughs> yeah, oh, we'll yeah. get there. We'll get there. But, but honestly, yeah. that's a big part of why I like this movie. A hundred percent. Like I would venture to say that I think this is like I, you know, you know how much I love like a horror movie, and Jamie Lee Curtis is like the scream queen. She's the original scream queen. She's one of the most iconic scream queens ever. Halloween's incredible and mm. like she even her like stuff where she's done more comedy like uh thrillery uh sort of I don't know more adult sort of things like you know yeah, like true lies true lies and trading places fish called Wanda fish called Wanda yeah so there's like a lot of great performances but I don't know this film is like one of I think her best performances ever it's <laughs> she's just incredible. so committed incredible yeah she's so good like Lindsay Lohan is really good as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a big, it's a big daunting task, I think, to take what was a really, a really beloved movie, the 1976 version with the Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster, yeah, with the water skis. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Jodie Foster is like you know ahead of her time of being someone who like, and you see it in Taxi Driver and stuff. Just someone who is incredibly young but incredibly like gifted. And somehow, Definitely. like, you know, probably had their ups and downs and stuff. You know, it's probably mm. even documented. But as a child star who made it on the other end and had a very successful career as an adult actress. Yeah. And Lindsay Lohan, unfortunately, hasn't had that same gift. But what she did have was that gift of being incredibly ahead of her time and being a very, like, believable young person who can play Definitely. like a young person. Then the parent trap. Yeah, the parent trap is incredible. I mean, Lindsay Lohan's like uh, the queen of like remakes when she was younger, wasn't she? Like, yeah, I thought that legit. I thought she had a twin for the longest time. <laughs> yeah. For the longest time, I thought it's like the Sprouse yeah. brothers or whatever, like Sweet Life of Nick and Cody style. Yeah. Um, but she's like, you know, I don't know if these are strictly. They're not. They're not strictly decom, but they have that flavor. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And she's like the queen of that. Okay, so like Lindsay Lohan. It's funny you bring up the whole twin thing because apparently Jamie Lee Curtis thought the same thing. She was like, "Convinced." No, wait, that's one of you. Twins. And she was like, "Which one are you?" Like, and she was like, "No, you like Lindsay? I played both of them." <laughs> yeah. But what? But no, the other one's British. Yeah, yeah, but we're fucking twins. <laughs> How the fuck did that work? Yeah, no, it's uh, it's great. I mean, like, both are great examples of really fun remakes. To be honest, talking about Parent Trap because, like, I really liked the Haley Mills version of Parent Trap. Mm. Haley Mills is fucking phenomenal but like uh yeah the jody foster freaky friday is great but it's like very lends itself to very wacky sort of yeah it's very dated it, it's very dated it's which, very 70s like beach stuff from movie, yeah like yeah stuff rock movie which you update it for like the sort of 2003 aesthetic which still is kind of timeless today you can still watch it and still like enjoy that but it's so nice having grown up and been like in high school during that period of time to like go back and just reminisce on not only like you said, like Lindsay Lohan was like, I like same for me, like a big part of my childhood and stuff Mm -hmm. like, you know, singer and like parent trap, but then also like you brought up DCOMs. So she was in two DCOMs, which were um, life size with Tyra Banks where Tyra (laughs) Banks like is a kind of like a 
Barbie doll who turns into a real person. And then she was in Get a Clue, which were both like great decoms. Okay. They were like the only. T- so basically, she did Parent Trap and then those two decoms. And this was only her second theatrical film. So we were witnessing like Lindsay Lohan's rise. And then yeah, it would be her power. next film, which would be uh, Mean Girls, which her would defining superstardom. And yeah. like, which almost kind of, I guess, maybe ruined her. And so I mean, it was that thing of like, she never really um, made the transition yeah. to, you know, when she started doing adult movies, like we talked about with like Ashton Kutcher, mm-hmm. you know, he had the butterfly effect and she had like that. I know who killed me mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. And then yeah, yeah. And it got slated. doing more. Yeah. And then started doing more pure shit and just sort of bouncing around. Yeah. And like, and it's kind of shame because she's obviously a very, yeah good actress it's not her fault though it's one of those horrible things where like it's so nice to go back to this because like it's nice to see this period of time where like i don't know the music's hilarious like the <laughs> the fashion sense is hilarious oh, it's, it's so, so painfully time. 2000 yeah, dude it's so of the time but like at the same time it's nice to see Lindsay lohan like young and like it's seemingly happy and just like normal where it's like now it's like She's a shell of herself and it's not her fault. And I don't even mean that in a bad way. I mean, it in the way of like Hollywood just is horrible. It's a fucking soul sucking uh, place for young people mm. who get, especially women who get into like uh, a period of stardom and like they're plastered all over magazines and everybody wants to know everything about them. And then like it, in that period of time in the mid two thousands, it was very salacious and we wanted to see every stupid nip, nip slip and uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, like vagina flash and like every fucking like like drunken moment and car crash and everything and it was like paparazzi following them around everywhere and now like that sort of reporting is a little less of a thing and Mm. they've just crinkled up people like a Lindsay lohan or like you know there's other there's other examples like megan fox was a bit like that as well and Definitely, like, you know, yeah. and then because they were hanging out with other famous like drunk celebrities like a Paris Hilton or something like that, it just they all get lumped in and they crinkle it up and throw them away. And it's just like it's like there's talent there. Lindsay Lohan has talent. She still does. And she's like, mm. great in this fucking movie, man. Like it's a, it's so nice to see this film's fucking fun. Jamie Lee Curtis is hilarious. Like just so good. Like you said, she's so committed. <laughs> the role it's insane she's very like just believable like you have to be believable on both sides and obviously she played the mother well but like playing this teenage version of well she's kind of playing Lindsay Lohan but she's also just playing like this weird like (laughs) oh it's just no like again it shouldn't work just but you can feel that every bit of it feels right look at it like she's literally uncomfortable in her own skin yeah, yeah, but like yeah. obviously she's like she doesn't know how much space she takes up and yeah <laughs> she like she's traumatized when she sees herself in the mirror you know like i'm like the crypt I'm keeper old. i'm old yeah, yeah you're selling bible <laughs> you know like they'd load the lines like that and i just totally yeah believe her like her having like the cool young mom like make makeover it's really fun to watch yeah so cool and Lindy lohan just like systematically destroying her life at school <laughs> it's just like that, that her only thing yeah. like she's good in it but that's the only one where it's like my god like how out of touch is the mother if she 
I mean, the same thing happened in Vice Versa, and I can say that because we're not doing Vice Versa. Yeah, no, it's like, fine. We could talk about it. I've got something to bring up about Vice Versa anyway. So, But, like, that, that's, a, you know, I think that's a good version of this sort of formula. This one's done better. But, like, you know, the dad is suddenly a kid, and they fucking forget what school was like and just are really nerdy and really weird and, like, keep pushing people away. And it's like, were you not? Like, is it, is it literally you just forget? Like, it's just... It just feels so awkward and yeah. weird, but I guess it's meant to be. Whereas, like Jamie Lee Curtis, you know, proved that her career needs a little rejuvenation, a little more youthful energy. Even maybe not with all her clients, like that the the guy, the guy who like keeps who's like see her oh, every Evan. day, yeah, Evan, yeah, and yeah. he just oh no, you're gonna uh, be here tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You said you were gonna be here. You said you would answer your phone, and I called, and you're not answering these calls. <laughs> yeah, that guy's great, but like yeah. you know, she talks to the mother who's like spying on her kid, and she's like, "Don't fucking do that." Are you kidding <laughs> yeah. me? So it's great. It actually ends up kind of being kind of insightful, and I imagine like. I would enjoy, I would still be able to enjoy this movie, you know, at like right now I, you know, obviously more sympathize with one half of it, the younger person yeah. side of it. And then one day I'll be, I could say I'll be the mother. I'll be the parent <laughs> looking down, looking back at it. And you, so you get to enjoy it from both sides. And that's yeah. why I mean it being a really good family movie. Cause it's like, you know, there are jokes in here that, whew, and then there are jokes that are like, are so trying to hit the teenager. Yeah, yeah. But it yeah. just comes off so cringy. Like them <laughs> fucking them talking about white stripes and shit. And yeah. it's like, oh God. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, yeah. get a bass player. And it's just oh God, <laughs> fuck off. You guys are so stupid. <laughs> that whole relationship's hilarious as well. It's so it's funny. Mad problematic. So funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um well Phil, fuck it. Uh it's Friday. Gotta get down on Friday. You know, it's why not just like treat ourselves? Snack time! I'm desperate for good times, although it seems hopeless. But if we have a snack time, our hope will grow. Oh, oh, snack time. Snack time. Snack time. I went, I went lazy, went lazy this time. Oh yeah, and what'd you get? As, as usual. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I wanted a fucking fortune cookie. Yeah. And I couldn't, I should have just gone into a Chinese food place and asked if they had one. Um, but I couldn't, I was hoping you could just get like a pack, can't find any. And I was looking for like prawn crackers or anything like that, couldn't find any. And I was like, well, I don't want to fucking make noodles or do something really insensitive like that. Yeah. I was like, so I can't There's enough fortune- insensitivity in this film. <laughs> oh yeah. God, I forgot about that. It's like licorice yeah. pizza all over again. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's, um, you know, I don't have a fortune cookie, but I have a regular cookie. Oh, oh. and I've definitely had these before. I just love these cookies. Not yeah, any those, excuse to have them. Those are good. Are those Taste the white chocolate the different? Ones? No, they're just the Belgian yeah. milk chocolate cookie. Cool. Taste the di- different Sainsbury. Those are good cookies, man. They're like they're good. nice and buttery and like, you know, soft. Yeah, again, I have... 
better are better sorry than I have any right to be in the yeah. fucking mat look that's yeah, bigger than my goddamn head look at that <laughs> how's it sitting with you delicious <laughs> how many pink slips are you given oh five five out of five straight up five <laughs> No hesitation. Yeah. Well, Phil, I, I it's a Friday. I'm treating myself this week, and also I've I've, I've been good. You know, mm. if you've been following the last few weeks, you know that I have changed up my diet a lot, and I'm kind of keeping to it. But uh, my snacks have become very weak uh, <laughs> <laughs> because of that, and um, I was worried that I too wouldn't be able to find a fortune cookie. And then I stumbled across there was a box of fortune cookies that you get a whole box of them from Sainsbury's, like a big Sainsbury's, like one of the big Sainsbury's. Mm. And I was like, I don't want a box of like 12 fortune cookies or more. <laughs> so I went different. So for the next two weeks, I got some special things that I specially ordered in. Uh, and I figured, you know, it's Friday, but we like to party on Friday. So why not have <laughs> TGI Friday's oh. party bites? Mac and cheese corn snacks. Fuck yeah. And they just sounded very interesting. I'm like, it's Fridays, you know? Mm. <laughs> it's always Fridays it's Friday. somewhere. <laughs> yeah. So actually, Thank God just, it's Friday. They just look like cheesy poofs. <laughs> like little. Yeah, I wanted cheesy poof. Yeah, fucking. Let's just take a handful. Mm. And this is all I'm going to have because I'm trying to be good. How is it? Do you it's, get the mac and cheese? It doesn't really. <laughs> it doesn't taste no. like mac and cheese. It's it just chip. tastes sort of like, yeah, those sort of styrofoam styled, very crunchy styrofoamy, like um, crisp, but like with only a hint of a little bit a of flavor. <laughs> yeah, a hint of flavor. I mean, they are baked, which is good because they're not as bad like for me, you. bro. they're not as bad for you but uh that's cool man they don't have much of a taste at all that's a shame do you like tgi friday like the restaurant you ever been not at all oh man (laughs) dusty took me on my uh birthday last year could i said it for like a year i was like oh i really want to go like i'd love to go i love um like novelty restaurants um it's good (laughs) good from what i remember it, it? To be honest, it might just be like I don't know because I've only been like once. I've never been here in the UK because there's like mm. 40 billion of them. What's the point? It's like something <laughs> they have in America. I don't give a shit. It's like Julie's, <laughs> Applebee's, all that shit. Whatever. <laughs> oh, I love that stuff. I wish yeah. we had more of it here. Uh, How many pink clips do you give your mac and cheese corn-based potato styrofoam snack i think they're like those things if i ate a bunch then maybe there'll be like a buildup of flavor and it would like maybe <laughs> be better but i don't want to eat a ton so because it's disappointing i'm gonna have to give it a two it's just like wow it's kind of like yeah fair enough eh. it's not it's like one of those things that's not disgusting so i wouldn't give it a one because like if you're sitting around and you're feeling like a fatty you know no disrespect to anyone because i'm myself no disrespect to the fatty yeah because i mean i myself <laughs> am a fatty who's trying to reform myself but you know what i mean like you just sitting around you want to snack on some bullshit you know you feel like mm. a little oh yeah a chubster and, you know like, and we all go, we all have our go-to yeah 
And like, I can imagine you could throw some of those back, but it ain't no goldfish, brother. It ain't no Cheez-Its. I know you love your Cheez-Its, bro. That's God tier. That's God tier. Yeah, for me, it's like, (laughs) fuck, like sour cream and onion Pringles. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Man, OG Pringles as well. Oh, yeah, oh, OG Pringles. I fuck with really them like good. Kit Kat, like going back and forth oh, between yeah, salty. Yeah. <laughs> Snack time, ladies and gentlemen. Snack time, bitch. <laughs> All right, so Freaky Friday. It is based on Mary Rogers' 1972 novel of the same name, which has spawned the classic 1976 version that we mentioned with a young Jodie Foster and Barbara Harris. A 1995 made-for-TV version, which I'm sure I probably saw back in the day, with Shelley Long 95. and Gabby Hoffman. Really? Uh, then there's the 2003 version that we are discussing and a Disney Channel musical version in 2018. And of course, the most recent twist, Freaky. Oh, yeah. From I didn't see this. 2020, which I still haven't seen either. I'm curious about it. I it think it's a great fun. idea. Yeah. So that's where a high school girl swaps bodies with a serial killing Vince Vaughn, which kind of sounds like huh. something else we're going to be talking about in <laughs> a few weeks. We are still doing that one, right? Yeah. Of yeah. course. Why? I mean, that's like Why not? That's, that's the, the reason. That's for the this. reason for this. <laughs> the worst one. <laughs> Save it for last. <laughs> All right. So the story of the book follows a mother and the daughter who swap places, like like the film. But uh, unlike most of the film adaptations, the book starts after the swap has occurred, so you don't get the buildup of why the swap happens. And the story mostly follows Annabelle in her mother's body with very little of the mother in Annabelle's body shown until the very end of the story where it's kind of revealed that like the mother had been the reason for all this shit happening. And she had like done all this stuff to make Annabelle look different. So she doesn't even recognize herself. And it, it, she just appears at the end of the, of the book. So yeah, that sounds bad, but <laughs> it's been uh, obviously made into tons of films, but then also mm. there's been a lot of sequels and stuff. So it's a very beloved book. Uh, mm. But it's also considered, funny enough, you were talking about Vice Versa, a modern retelling of the 1882 novel Vice Versa, A Lesson to Fathers, which is where the uh-huh. 1988 mm. film Vice Versa comes from, starring Fred Savage and Judge Reinhold. Fred uh, Savage. But that also has to be made, I mean, it's weird that it was made the same year as another big b- sort of body swap film that we will be talking about. And I'm not going to say anything else, but just leave it in there in a few weeks from now. But yeah, so it's that same period. I don't know which one came first or if it's one of those happy accidents where things happen kind of at the same time. Uh, But yeah, Vice Versa is the original. And whereas Vice Versa is a lesson of fathers, Freaky Friday is a mother to daughter. So it's like father to son, uh, mother to daughter. So Vice Versa is the original. So you're asking about which one is the original vice versa. The book is the original, but freaky Friday, the film is the first one. I'm assuming. Okay. I don't know if there was, hey, yeah. well, actually, you know what? There was a vice versa film back in the day, I think as well in the forties, I believe. So vice versa is kind of the original body swap, but I don't know if there's, there must be other versions. It feels like a very mystical thing anyway, like where you could imagine that being a story from China or something, you know, like, yeah. These like Chinese stories and fables and legends and all that. So I can imagine that because that feels like something like people swapping bodies. I mean, you see it in like a lot of like cartoons and anime and all that sort of yeah. stuff. Yeah, and look, and they referenced it beautifully here with the fortune cookie. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. God damn it! That has to be like it. Just to shake it. Tell me now. Do you think this is the shakiest 
like version or like reason for someone be, being able to swap bodies. Every film is going to have its problematic bits in this season, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but this one is like, I think one of the the worst in terms of things that we sweep under the rug and don't really <laughs> you know, talk about how bad mm. it is. It is horrible, actually. It's horrible. She tried to do it again at the end as yeah. well with the fucking son and the granddad. Yeah. Which, I mean, not even going into the fact that it's like an outside force who's causing these two people to, you know, that's like, you know, problematic in itself. Mm. Like an outside force who has no fucking business, like putting themselves in someone else's business to like make them swap bodies with this mystical fortune cookie. But the fact that it is a mystical fortune cookie from a Chinese lady at a Chinese restaurant. And it's like that whole, you know, like we talked about it with like the mythical black man who like mm, comes into Twilight, the Twilight Zone. Zone and like, you know, just ch- changes all the kids. I mean, that's a body swap changes all the kids from like all the old people to young people to little kids again. And like, yeah, sure. you know, it's like, Ooh, it's, pr- it's really problematic. It's something it's I never think about, but it's weird how charming this film is. Otherwise that it just completely like glosses over that. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those that just like dancing over it and you forgive it because the rest of it quite charming, yeah. but like it was bad for the time. <laughs> yeah. It's not like, it's not like the end of like a Christmas story, which is what, like 20 years older than this. Yeah. And that had quite a, you know, a racist little <laughs> sequence right at the end. Yeah. Um, and you're like, you can forgive it. Cause it's like, fuck it old, whatever. And rest of the movie good. And but this is like, I'm cut it in your face. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. and this is like 2003. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Let's just roll with it. So still just didn't give a fuck. Yeah. I was still fine in 2003. I mean, it's yeah. weird that things would get weirder as like those next few years would come. Like 2005 was a very odd year. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. It's strange because we were talking about this a little bit with like, you know, licorice pizza because you brought that up as well. Like the, <laughs> the man doing the whole Japanese accent thing, but he's not even, it's just horribly racist and it's not even <laughs> called out. And it's just weird. Like it's funny in the time that we're in now, like where we're more, uh, you know, tuned into these being problems mm. and just seeing these like, not licorice pizza because that's made these days, but things that you right. used to love when you were younger just crumbling under like just very popular. <laughs> the way of things. modern content. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. And you, but you're just like, why is there any here? Like, why did yeah. they have, why was this the version? Yeah, because in the original. Just because like they're magic, right? Yeah, the they, original version, it was literally like they just say it at they the just same time and then it yeah. happens at the time. I like the whole like it happens, they wake up. That's cool. Like it's a fun thing. You wake up the next morning. It's similar to what we're doing. It's always the scene. But yeah, like, always. Yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do that every morning, just in case. <laughs> I check. I check. You know. Yep. Still there. Still there. Um, but yeah, it's a very honestly. Like I'll say it now before I forget. It's very. It's actually quite impressive for most of these that like they're all they're all different. They're all weird. Yeah. They're all really like coincidental or very like um uh fortunate i mean that's part of it i guess it's like luck in the universe and fate but they all do that thing of like you couldn't just go back and recreate that scenario yeah the whole point is to like 
go through the mo- go through the art, go through the change, and only then can the spell be broken. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, because you have to mean it, right? By yeah. the time they like do it in this movie, it doesn't work. Yeah. So it's like I I, I just appreciate it's impressive watching the same thing happen every movie, but it's different, slightly different every time. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like fun, and we're gonna be able to chart like the like literally what are the rules of each of these films and why, Mm. why they go through what they go through and how they get out and stuff. And a lot of them are kind of like similar, like you said to like, you know, you have to go through like some sort of life changing realization or something like that. But uh, yeah, yeah. I have to be windy. (laughs) 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 Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Lindsay Lohan, we were talking about her. Like originally, the role of Anna was actually offered to Michelle Trachtenberg. I don't know if you know Michelle Trachtenberg. So, not by name. She was in Nickelodeon's like Adventures of Pete and Pete, and she was in the awesome movie Harriet the Spy, which is Nickelodeon as well, uh, with Rosie O'Donnell. I love that film. So good. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, she had to turn down the role. Because of obligations with Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which is another big thing that she's oh she's yeah for. yeah yeah. But this is weird. Apparently, this isn't the only uh, film that she was offered uh, that Lindsay Lohan would end up taking. Because apparently, she was offered Parent Trap before Lindsay Lohan, <laughs> but she also had to turn that down due to commit commitments to something else. So that's crazy. Like, yeah. imagine the career tra- trajectory. Because Michelle Trachtenberg had like an okay child star career. And then she was in a couple of things where she's like culty, like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. But then she had this like she was in Euro Trip, and I remember that was a thing where it was like, oh, she's grown up, and it was a weird thing where they were. She made that her. jump, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it was just like, whoa, shit. But <laughs> like she, like imagine if she was in these films. I don't know how it would have been different if it would have been mm. better or worse or whatever. Like I don't even want to like pit Lindsay Lohan versus Compare, yeah. Michelle Trachtenberg, but like just the career tra- trajectory she could have had. Holy shit. Imagine mm-hmm. like she was doing like Mean Girls or whatever, or like completely different story. But yeah, I mean, it would have been, about. it would have been completely different. It's weird. And I know maybe some more adult stuff from her. It's almost like maybe one did a little bit sort of better because of that, because the child stuff wasn't as as popular didn't push her into the forefront yeah yeah but like yeah first trip but they're both sort of very you know icons of the time yeah yeah contemporaries yeah Yeah. contemporary they should have done one together yeah the two core like the two cory yeah (laughs) there needs to be more of that man like just child stars tag team and like really silly films oh man well the part of anna was originally written to be goth as well. She was supposed to be a goth kid, but Lindsay Lohan didn't think anyone would relate to that. So she showed up <laughs> dressed super preppy for her audition. And like, I think her agent and her mother and stuff were like, dude, what? Like, don't, and she was like, no, I'm going to do it. And it paid off because they rewrote the character. Mm. Meet she's in the not middle preppy. To make her a bit more grunge. Yeah, but she's neither. Yeah. You know what I mean? She's like not cool. Yeah. As much as, as, much as like, I think if you'd ask the producers, they'd still be like, yeah, she's goth in it. Yeah, yeah. They don't know what they fucking know goth, what goth, goth is. is. Yeah. They try and make her punk, but she's like hot topic punk. Yeah. She's like yeah, yeah. fucking like, you know, like a wrestling gimmick punk. Where <laughs> yeah. it's just fucking flannels and 
super safe dog collar bracelet yeah. and like yeah, yeah. Bit, some chains in there. Like I love I love the fashion. It's hilarious. It's just so strange. And there was that like group of kids, like I guess like theme kids, emo kids yeah. when we were growing up that were like thought they were edgy, but like listened to like trashy pop music. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, it's like yeah. you can't be both. You can't be like shitting on white stripe who are like objectively a good band, a progressive band, a like musically important band. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then like be like, oh, but I love Baby One More Time, which is also a great song. Yeah. But it's like, it's so strange. Like, where are you? I feel like that person wouldn't, that person would love White Stripes. Oh, and definitely. Not like they definitely Britney would love Spears. White Stripes. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'm so yeah. confused. And like, what the fuck, the pink slips, they make like pop punk music. It's not like fucking Blink-182. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not like, that's not like, it's that, it was that safe punk yeah well they didn't i mean it was, know pop punk. It it was so yeah. it was that safe rebellion that yeah. sort of came out you know like that sort of green day look you know yeah. it was like you thought you were sticking it to the man but you weren't you were really. buying it from the man who was <laughs> yeah just like, exactly you know, slapping a punk logo on it yeah give me fucking highlights and give me the the mismatched shirts and yeah it was great just at the throwback this movie fucking fantastic yeah it's so good <laughs> Like it, it's so of the time. It reminds me of being in high school and like you know, ha- like hanging out with people who are like that, or like s- mm. interacting with people like that. Because I had people I had to like talk to about music and stuff who would like talk shit to me about me liking punk rock because I was like well into the punk scene in my hometown. Mm. But like you know, they were like into metal and like. You know, they were like, this is literally like a, this goth girl I used to have battles with all the time. <laughs> she was so aggro. I used to go to all the metal kids shows and stuff. I would go to any of the shows. I would go to the punk shows, the metal shows. I, I just went to support the local scene and stuff. And, and yeah. I knew the people who ran the club. So I was like, I'd come and hang out. And like, th- like this girl would get so aggro with me about punk rock music. And it would always be like, oh, like, you know punk sucks like you ugh. like i don't ugh. i'm just like you're wearing a nirvana shirt and then she's just like what nirvana's not punk it's grunge and i was like dude what do you Kurt Cobain called nirvana a fucking punk band all of his favorite bands that he was inspired by to do nirvana were weird already fucking punk bands and punk shit band. so fuck off <laughs> like, and also she had like green day as well it's just like dude they're a punk band as well so whatever you can yeah it's like you can like it all yeah you can't like it's the thing of that person coming in and being like that that thing you like do yeah, yeah and it's yeah. not the same as i like <laughs> and it just doesn't make it just in this movie it's funny but it just reeks of like a fucking 40 year old yeah. trying to sound like a teenager well i mean her relationship with jamie lee curtis's character tess is like just hilarious because it is like basically written like she's still a fucking goth kid anyway like you're ruining my life fuck off mom (laughs) yeah (laughs) so good that's dead on impression originally they wanted Jodie Foster to play Tess as a nod to the 76 film but Jodie Foster declined because she thought that like it would overshadow the movie itself if she was in it sure sure Um, yeah so next they would cast Jamie Lee Curtis right Wrong. Sigourney Weaver was considered, but they actually—I was going to guess Sigourney Weaver. Actually, they did uh, actually cast Annette Bening, and Annette Bening was originally slated to play Tess, but she backed out only a few days before filming began. So this led to the offer going to Jamie Lee Curtis, who was in the middle of a book tour, and she, oh, funny, yeah, which like is funny. in the movie, yeah, and then she also uh, 
was wanting to make sure it didn't interfere with her own schedule with her daughter and stuff. So she had uh, literally only four days to prep. And she told Vanity Fair in 2019, it was a Thursday. They sent me the script. I read it, read it on a plane. I met the director on Saturday. I, I had my uh, hair dyed red on Sunday and I was shooting on Monday. Uh, wow. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she fucking, you, that's crazy. I would, that's she's crazy. So I wouldn't guess. She's yeah. fucking, she's a pro. Yeah. She apparently got a lot of lessons from Lizzie Lohan about like how to act like a teenager and also with her own daughter of how to like act and say things. And Lindsay Lohan, mm. I think particularly had to teach her how to say like, shut up. Like, you know, <laughs> sort of way. yeah. I mean, yes, yeah. she nailed it. She yeah. seemed more like a teenager than Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It's so on point. Uh, we have Mark Harmon as Ryan, which is, I love Mark Harmon as well. He's great. So it's always yeah. good to see him. I forgot he was the love interest. Again, committed. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he made to look quite ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, originally, it was supposed to be Tom Selleck in that role, uh, but he dropped out when Annette Bening left the film. So I'm assuming Mark Harmon had very little time to Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck, cool. king of the mustache. Like, imagine that. The greatest mustache. He could have, I could see him in that role. You know, even with Jamie Lee Curtis, it would have been fun. Yeah. Oh, definitely. The only my only thing with Mark Harmon is that he kind of you know he he got one of those faces. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, if something came out about him, wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I saw some. I know that's a shit. I know. I know that's a shitty thing to say. Yeah. But it's like, it's just I don't know. Yeah. That's just the vibe I get. Yeah. And that's a weird thing, you know. He's like I that. Would, he's got that look of like the dad from uh, Seventh Heaven. Which I, I don't want to say. That's a horrible thing to say because I don't want to <laughs> put that on Mark Harmon. I think, like, as far as I know, Mark Harmon's cool. But yeah, yeah, you know, I know what you mean. He's got that look of, eh, do we trust it, him? <laughs> you know, like me and my brother always joke, there are some people that you just, they could be perfectly fine, but they're fucking, they have one of those faces that you just want to punch <laughs> or that's just like, you just don't like. And like for me, it was always um, Chuck Palumbo. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He just yeah. had one of those fucking faces, yeah, man. And I just just wanted to hit him. Yeah. Like, still do. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, I You need to watch Summer School if you've never watched it. You get a whole new uh, appreciation for Mark Harmon. He's great in it. It's fun. Okay. It's a fun, okay. silly 80s romp, you know? Mm. Uh, we had Harold Gould playing the grandpa and Ryan Malgarini as Harry. I mean, they have a fun little dynamic. It's kind of background fodder. It doesn't really matter. Uh, next thing you get, Chad Michael Murray is Jake. What a career this guy had as well. Kind of at the same time as Lindsay Lohan. He's like popping up in a Cinderella story after this House of Wax. He's like in Gilmore Girls. House of Wax with fucking Paratone. Yeah, yeah. He was in Dawson's oh Creek a bit. And then, of course, One Tree Hill was like his big show. He was one of the leads in. <laughs> Sure, but he's one of those guys. I'm like, is he Josh Hartnett? No, like you know, he just, he, he was in a bunch of shit. Flavor of the, the month, yeah, yeah. Flavor of the month, hot boy. Uh, yeah, age gap though, Phil. Holy shit, what is going oh, on? Oh yeah, here? how old is he? Because he like <laughs> he comes out like saying, "No, I work here." Like you know, she's 15. Yeah. How old is he? Like in real life or like no, in the like movie? No, like in How the movie. Meant to be? Because in, in real life, movie, he's a couple years older than Lindsay Lohan anyway. So he, it really was an age gap, but whatever. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. How old is he with his like pretty fucking Kurt Cobain look? I think he, <laughs> he, I mean, 
he's meant to be what like just out of high school is he i don't know because they like make it like, seem like he's like because he's a loser yeah. like definitely not in college yeah like or maybe paying his way through college yeah, maybe in his, like early 20s yeah but that's still dodgy. Why are you hitting on fifteen year olds? Yeah, are you old, like, old, or you're hitting on older women yeah. too? Which that's just, fun. That's hilarious because that's one of the funniest parts of the it's film. It's fun because they flip it. They, stupid he is. He's they let so him dumb. be completely pathetic. Yeah, and that's always a nice little yeah. twist on the whole thing. Which I think in the book and stuff, the original sort of there was a character called Boris who was like that character, like follows Anna around or whatever or and I think he's crushing on Anna a lot and he's kind of goofy and stuff but like Anna calls him Boris but his name is actually Morris but like <laughs> she doesn't know that because he can't like he gets these like fucking Boris you know like I think that's sort of the vibe like you know so mm. he just mispronounces his name <laughs> 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 Lindsay Lohan uh, but yeah uh, it's like an interesting sort of thing like with that character because he's just such a bumbling idiot i love that he's oh god this is the whole thing like him standing outside the house and he's just like oh i love you like i'm in love it's so funny please yeah, she just tackles the fuck out of him it's so <laughs> that's good. great yeah oh man like, oh. what the fuck are you doing you little fucking homewrecker yeah <laughs> so we round up the uh the cast here we have uh steven tobolowski is mr yeah. bates fuck yes steven tobolowski's just perfect in any film he's yeah you need an asshole steven tobolowski yeah <laughs> you need a guy so? who's just like Ned? way too nice and just annoying as fuck steven tobolowski he's great his name's he's, mr he's bates guy. which might be a reference to psycho with Michael? jamie lee Maybe. curtis's mother janet lee so uh he's mr bates is always out to get her Ooh. oh it <laughs> reminds me his character reminds me of uh of uh i'm gonna think back to the future i mean kind of back to the future yeah. with the dean that sort of had it out for him but more so in teen wolf yeah 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 with yeah. with the guy who actually picked on michael j fox yeah, because his dad showed thing, up yeah. and make them piss himself and that's what this reminds me of that's sort of a body swap film <laughs> sure yeah <laughs> just with more basketball yeah, yeah. <laughs> very a lot more hair yeah but that's like I mean, that's a, that's a perfect sort of scenario to put in one of these movies because, like, that is how you feel as a, as a teenager that your teacher's out to get you. Yeah. And sometimes they fucking are. Yeah. And sometimes your parents aren't listening to you. Yeah. And nobody's believing you. And I thought that was a good thing to throw in. She actually had to experience that herself. It's yeah. just like, no, I know what I'm talking about. What are you, how can you fail me? Like, yeah. Just, it's like one of those dick, good things of, like, well. a, a way for your, a parent to, like, actually see life through their child's eyes and like if their child is those are the things you wouldn't like believe your kid about like oh Mm. you're just fucking slacking off look at you like you're you just like you care about your band and stuff and that's cool i respect your music and stuff but like you get detention all the time you're in constant trouble you're constantly hanging out with older men how am i supposed (laughs) to know that like you're fucking up in a class isn't real like Mm. you know until i sit there and i have to literally walk a mile in your shoes and like see for myself that this person is taking advantage of you and like you know Mm. just fucking fucking you over screwing you over because of something that has to do with your mother (laughs) 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 which is a great twist and when she cuts them down it's such a great fucking moment it's really fun i I love they both get those moments don't they it's great like because that's like 
you see it and you almost feel like that's Jamie Lee Curtis saying that, but it's Lindsay Lohan. It's great how they like embody each other like in that way. Definitely. And yeah, they both have that moment of growth and they both realize that they're more connected than they realize. Yeah. And that they're both going through a similar journey. Yeah. And that's always kind of fun to watch when it's done well. Well, we have Rosalind Chow as Pei Pei and Lucille Sung is, uh, or Sung is Pei Pei's mother. So we mentioned it's a bit racist, but for whatever reason, I always like, re- it's funny. It's funny. I forget how racist that whole thing is, <laughs> but I always remember the line where she goes, oh, uh, you've canceled? How about I do? Like, I don't yeah. know why I remember that line. Uh-huh. That's like, you know, just talking about how she can cater the, the wedding. It's just like that yeah. line is ingrained in my head. How often they go to the goddamn restaurant? Like, I best friends with these people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like they know their names and shit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. So last but not least is Pink Slip. And we'll get into the soundtrack as we're talking about it. All right. So Fun. Pink Slip. The music's playing. Oh, man. So the original score is done by Rolf Kent. But of course, this film is all about that shite pipe pump grunge soundtrack that's going on oh my god so good all right so pink slip is made up of shout out christina vidal from uh from brink amazing playing maddie great movie brink is awesome christina vidal is really awesome as well she's great in this film that was originally supposed to be kelly osborne And That's funny, putting on a fake British accent. Yeah, well, this was supposed to be, it was supposed to be her like first film because okay. that was around the time the Osborne's TV show was on and it was like sure. the whole Osborne family was huge. Yeah, But it was around the time when uh, Sharon Osborne uh, had cancer and she oh, fuck, had yeah. to pull out of the film because she thought like this might be the last moments I spend with my mother. So mm. she was like hanging out with her mother instead. So yeah. It could have easily been Kelly Osborne, which would have been crazy. Yeah. Uh, we had Haley Hudson as Peg. I forgot to kind of look up to see what else she's done. And then there's the two silent dudes in the background. Of like, course. Fuck it, who cares? You get like that. one line. It's like, who cares? Yeah. What about the band? Yeah, they look <laughs> funny. Like that. They look funny. Yeah. They look like they would be in a shitty pop punk band back yeah. in the day. There's I love too many the, people. The drummer too many just people like, in this band. Dude, this fucking stick counts up above his head. I'm like, dude, this is the lamest band. I love it. Yeah. Oh my god. Apparently, Gwen Stefani was offered a role. Talk about really? age gap. Like, yeah, it's about to say. Like, you know, even again, someone's mom joined the fucking band. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like, even even we're talking like this is like a what, like a year or two before uh, bananas, whatever that. She <laughs> before she yeah, went whatever that solo, stupid song yeah. is called. Um, yeah, banana. But like the shit. Banana. It was like two, like a year or two before that. Like, but yeah. still, Gwen Stefani would have been way too old to be in this, like, Definitely. teenager pop punk band. Uh, yeah. I don't know if that's true or not. I just saw it pop up a couple times. Uh, but speaking of the music and stuff with Pink Slip, so Ryan Shuck, who is the lead guitarist from Orgy, talk about a band <laughs> I haven't heard of in a long time. Oh wow! So he coached Lindsay Lohan and Jamie Lee Curtis, and I guess the rest of the Pink Slip band on how to play guitar. They can't play for shit. All right, Lindsay Lohan looks horrible playing guitar. Yeah, but I have to give Jamie Lee Curtis props. She looks fucking she legit. Move her she fingers. looks legit when she rips the. Like I know Lindsay Lohan's not supposed to know what she's doing, like in the final scene. 
Which is a great yeah. scene. I love that scene. It's a great scene, but make note. If you're I've watching that. You, I've unplugged you. <laughs> but yeah, yeah if you're what? watching that and you're hearing You'd this like, ripping solo, like, yeah. she's just like dawdling like back and forth. like She's know? like Nirvana oh. on fucking Top of the Pop. You yeah. Know? Just, just like pretending what? to play guitar. Yeah, it's horrible. But when they show when they show Jamie Lee Curtis, she looks legit like she's ripping that solo. Sure, like, sure. Good yeah. job on her. But yeah. she has a little extra help because... I don't know if hands you guys. <laughs> well, I don't know if you guys know this, but she's married to a very famous actor, she director, is. musician, Christopher Guest, which yeah. makes Jamie Lee Curtis actually a baroness, sort of, because he's a baron here in the UK, and he's a very accomplished musician. Spinal Tap. Uh, he legitimately played his guitar parts in Spinal Tap because he's a fucking ripping guitarist like mm. Michael McKeon is as well and uh, Derek Smalls uh, what's, his, what's his name he plays bass he's actually playing they're all really yeah. talented Harry Shearer. Harry Shearer yeah thank you but yeah like the, they all were legit so I'm assuming he helped her out a little bit as well uh, making it seem legit but <laughs> yeah Pink Slip apparently like rehearsed together a lot like before they filmed so it was like when they were filming those scenes it, it felt legit like they were a band and stuff which I appreciate but of course mm. they were all overdubbed with actual people who knew what they were doing <laughs> when it came to the actual real thing but yeah with the score though oh sorry with the soundtrack though we have uh, of course it's Pink Slip's song with Christina Vidal is actually singing Take Me Away which is <laughs> I wanna grow up I wanna get out hey me away, away. Oh my god, that thought that we want. So that shit good. catchy and it's fuck. so good. Even the other song, Ultimate with Lindsay Lohan. Oh, at the, at the end. end is that bit great. I don't well. like the I don't like that bit purely because I'm like, I know she had like a singing career. Yeah. Every fucking young <laughs> famous person yeah. needs to have. Yeah, so it yeah. just felt like she gets the song at the end and it's like her song and it like it breaks the yeah. reality of the movie for me yeah. a little bit, even though literally in the movie she's in a band. But like as soon as Lindsay Lohan goes up to thing, I'm like, yeah, she's just doing it. <laughs> she's just trying to sell a fucking album now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, the rest of the soundtrack is actually pretty funny as well. There was an Ashley Simpson song on there, which I didn't hear. But Ashley I, Simpson, I saw it, but God just damn. Just let me cry, and I just want it to like talk about that because that's also of this time. I mean, I completely forgot about Ashley Simpson. Like, yeah, I mean, like, again, that? overshadowed. The SNL thing, like, holy oh, shit. Oh, shit, yeah, her lip thinking yeah, and stuff like, and doing that weird dance. Yeah, it was just, like, <laughs> it was just, like, clearly piped in vocals coming over oh, top. And she's like, fuck it, what, what should I do here? Let's yeah. just fucking jive. Jig, let's do a jig on stage. Leg- legit, though, she had one song I really liked. <laughs> <laughs> I forget what it's called now. Yeah. I would never be able to remember this. But she had that great, she had that classic fucking, fucking theme kid haircut yeah, with the big yeah, fringe, like every, all of my tails. friends had that look. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What a time. What a time the mid-2000s were. Uh, bowling for Soups. Uh, baby it was a simpler time. Yeah, it was. I- it was. <laughs> a very simple time. Um, Bowling for Soup's uh, Baby One More Time cover that was on there. We had uh Yeah, Bowling for Soup, Jesus Christ. The first gig I ever went to was Bowling for Soup. Really? Wow. Yeah, nice. just to tie this all together. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Joey Ramone's cover of What a Wonderful World. Nice touch. It's great. Yeah, it's lovely. It's so weird on yeah. this soundtrack. <laughs> you were talking about, did you mention Simple Plan 
earlier. I can't remember. But anyway, well, no, no, you mentioned dead, pop punk anyway. But pop simple punk. plan. But the Green Day, Newfound Glory, yeah. Offspring, Sum 41, Simple Plan for sure. Yeah. yeah. Simple Plan's uh, cover of Happy Together is on the soundtrack. Oh, yeah. And then, eh, remember this song. I'm, I'm curious how many times it's going to pop up. I know it pops up at least one more time. Lilix, What I Like About You. Ah. is the official body oh, swap you're right. song. Uh, you're right, it's dude. Gonna That's going to show up again <laughs> next week. Okay. <laughs> wow, uh, what the fuck? Well, Freaky Friday was released in August of 2003, grossing $110.2 million in the North American area and $50.6 million in other territories for a total of $160.8 million worldwide on a budget of million dollars so it made a lot of fucking money critics loved it with jamie lee curtis and Lindsay lohan uh, receiving loads of praise david anton of newsweek said the most startling metamorphosis is curtis's transformation from a fading horror flip queen to dazzling comedian she goes on a teenage tear tormenting anna's younger brother who wonders why mom's acting so weird getting down and dirty on a tv talk show and with fiercely funny conviction conviction roger ebert who gave the film three out of four stars described lowen as possessing that jodie foster sort of seriousness and intent focus beneath her teenage persona though he did rightly call out the racist stereotypes of <laughs> the chinese magic spell in the fortune cookie as other critics did oh he didn't yeah. like that he didn't like it <laughs> Sometimes Roger Ebert's on the right side of history, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Rarely. (laughs) Well, that's it. We've seen teenage girl body swap into a middle-aged mom. Now, Bill, next week, we get to see how a teenage girl will handle swapping into her own body as a 30-year-old. with the What? Did that even count? 2004 (laughs) rom-com classic, 13 going on 30. Lindsay Lohan was like, dude, I mean, like, we got the guy from Orgy. And Jennifer Bonner's <laughs> like, well, we have a Hulk. Hey! Hi. Here we go. Uh, love it. <laughs> Let's keep it rolling. Keep it rolling. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it from us uh, this week. I hope you guys enjoy this body swap season we got going on. We do have a couple more really fun ones coming up. I'm so stoked to talk about 13 going on 30 as well. Because I feel like these two films, uh, you know, are just really like of the time and a fun time. Um, mm. Yeah. Phil. <laughs> I've like lost yeah, the train of thought. Cool. <laughs> Any <laughs> final can, thoughts? <laughs> final thoughts. Yeah, I mean, it's a good old time. <laughs> Freaky. I mean, it's an easy movie to shit on, yeah. but fuck it. It's fun, man. Yeah. It's fun. You might not like it like now if you're coming in like fresh eyed. I don't know. Just pop it on though. I think you're going to have a blast. I think it's fun. It's I've really seen it fun. like more time than I've care to admit, to be yeah. honest. Me too. Uh, but Me too. it's really watchable yeah. and it's just well done. Like that that's based for that kind of movie being well done. Yeah. You know what I mean? We need more um, just dumb movies like this as well. Like not everything needs to be a superhero film or a very serious, gritty fucking movie like yeah. We can have a blend, you know, because I feel like a lot of kids' movies that are geared towards families and stuff are just like different now. Like, I want mm. something with a little edge, you know? A little edge, a little racism. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, you can find us at the PCC Podcast <laughs> on Twitter and Instagram. Let us know how you like your, you know, silly family films. A little mm. bit of racism on top. Never hurt anyone, did it? All right. Uh, you can also hit us up <laughs> oh. at podcast at princecharlescinema.com. Send us an email. Let us know how we're doing. If you like the podcast, hey, go over to patreon.com forward slash the PCC Podcast. We got like early access to these episodes every week plus fun bonus episodes which should have hopefully popped up in your feeds this week as well uh, one of them might pop up in the main timeline but yeah they'll just to entice you to come over and join us over at patreon you can find me at tall for all t-a-l-l the number four a-l-l on twitter and instagram phil where can people find you i'm at the far away side on twitter and in real life um also at the regular film, but I haven't really updated that in a while. I've actually been too <laughs> too actually busy actually shoot, making, the making the fucking thing. But I want to start that back up again because when we're shooting, and hopefully I can put some behind the scenes shit yeah. there. Um, and yeah, it'll be up and running, and I'll I'll retweet it and stuff. It's and gonna be fun. We'll go from that. It's gonna be. It's gonna be fun. fun. It's gonna be fun. The, your, your boy. Isn't it? <laughs> Who me? You, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Both of your boys are gonna be in it. They're gonna be talking to each other. Gonna be acting and shit. Yeah. You're gonna be like, what? Are you playing yourself? Maybe. Yeah. Uh, is that like a, re- a revelation? Were you originally not going to, right? I was originally not going to, but yeah. Now I don't really have time to cast uh, a me. <laughs> no. <laughs> Fuck it. I'll just be myself. Amazing. Um, yeah, we'll see, we'll see how that goes. Well, that'll make that'll um, make that that'll make some of that stuff uh, really fun. Yeah, I thought I remember like doing the read through like a year ago and having a bunch of actors play everybody in the script and like getting to the bit. There were a few scenes like this, but getting to the bit where like spoilers if you don't want to know anything about the movie turn off here <laughs> i'll see you next week they've already turned off <laughs> they've already turned off as soon as they heard movie they're like oh again yeah. with this shit <laughs> um but you know the, the the you know the podcast featured on the in the film and the, the scene where phil and jonathan kind of try and record a little podcast and just that scene like of those two characters trying just like getting ready like trying to figure out the microphone and headphones and shit i was just like it's so weird just hearing my real life being played out (laughs) (laughs) as a movie just like this is so strange i feel like i'm playing with dolls and i'm like and then he said this and then he said that and oh (laughs) but it's gonna be fun yeah yeah, I was just like, you'll all stay. I was just like, Phil's gonna hate me. I'm just gonna probably end up ad libbing shit during that scene. <laughs> uh, please do. No, please do. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. All right, guys. Well, stay tuned. Definitely go over to Regulars Film uh, on Twitter, the Regulars Film, to keep updated on all mm-hmm. that. Um, and we'll catch you next week as we are 13, 1 on 30. As we age up. Well, you age down. Yeah, I need to age way down. I, I, wish <laughs> I don't want to go back to 13, but... Actually, you know what? I don't want to go back to 30 again. It was just two years ago. Who gives a shit? <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is presented by the Breadcrumbs Collective, home of the Pod Charles Cinecast, Caged In Coppola Connections, A Droop Town Limery, Maine, Franchised, and many more to come. Our shows are all presented ad-free and made possible by listeners like you. Please support our shows by subscribing, leaving ratings and reviews, and becoming patrons at patreon.com. 
If you'd like to learn more about breadcrumbs, head over to breadcrumbscollective.com. Breadcrumbs. It's more than a podcast network. It's family.